1: Opportunity offending from multiple abysses, a.k.a. responsible, proper, social distance shit-talking from spare bedrooms across
0: exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Seasons Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at
2: anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Episode 95, and the Southern Baptist Convention is meeting in Nashville. So does that mean that the breweries in Nashville are less busier or more busier? Good question.
0: I'm going to say less. (laughs) We will talk about critical race theory because everyone else is, like the Southern Baptist Convention.
2: And what's going on in Australia? More than 40% don't trust religious leaders at all. And a moment of silence
0: for the bricks in the wall between church and state that fell this week when, I'm not going to (laughs) insult them yet, the Florida governor... A non-favorite of this podcast got a moment of silence in schools law passed.
2: Mm. Yep. And a big thank you to uh, Mark who was on our podcast uh, last time talking about well all kinds of stuff but uh <laughs> primarily critical race theory and civil war.
0: He would not like that you led oh, with critical race theory. I don't think he would admit to uh, having a conversation about critical race that theory. That is true. <laughs> that, that is true, too. <laughs> I think he would, say, he would say that he's talking about history and the profession of being a historian. The day-to-day issues
1: of historicity.
0: How much he hates my text. <laughs> and he talked about that for like half an hour. But by the way, we're... Friends. And some people I don't think believed it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but there was a lot in that podcast to really ruminate about. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot from friends that have listened to it and they really engaged and, and you know, kudos to the conversation that, that, uh, that we had and to Mark especially.
1: We had one listener, a member of the Facebook discussion group, who commented that that was the best episode that we'd ever had. Dang. The one that we talked the least on. So,
0: (laughs) Gonna hate this one. (laughs)
2: Because we're back. Oh, jeez. So, uh, yeah, what you got there, Jeff? What are you drinking? I'm drinking something that we, a souvenir we brought back from Asheville when we were there a couple weeks ago from Burial Brewery. One of our, I think, most favorite breweries in Asheville. And this is called Anatomical Transmutation. It's a double IPA, and it ranks in at 8.5%. Very smooth and creamy and cloudy, and it's what I needed tonight.
0: So I'm drinking a double dry hopped or DDH straight hash homie from Lupulin Brewing in Big Lake, Minnesota. This is a return trip. It is. We're double dipping. That's a favorite brewery of the household. Plus, they got an awesome description for this beer. (laughs) Clear my throat. DDH Straight Hash Homie is made by using only pure 100% lupulin powder in the boil while whirlpooling and dry hopping or hash hopping. We packed our bowl a second time with that sticky icky to blast your buds with that harshy goodness. Don't park on it. Sip, sip, pass.
2: Whoa! <laughs> I think these guys were a little bit high when they uh, wrote that. Cheers to whoever the stoner was that wrote that, because yeah. that was good. Yay, Minnesota! Somebody
1: stuck his head out of his office like, all right, nobody's in trouble. <laughs> Who's the stoner?
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone raised their hands. No, seriously,
1: nobody's in trouble. I just need some. I need some copy written. <laughs> I went back, double dipped into the Creature Comfort Brewing. Oh, I got their classic City Lager and trying it for the first time. I like their Pilsner. I do like lager, so I figured I'd give theirs a shot. And they have a better description of their beer than than Jerry's. Here, check this out: it says, <laughs> made from the
0: choices malted barley and hops. So, both.
2: oh yeah, that oh, yeah. was really good there. Ooh. That's old me. Mm-hmm.
0: We're gonna have to start drinking more wine. If you are drinking beer, <laughs> then I am gonna have to. I am gonna show up with wine next week. Okay. Maybe it'll change my demeanor.
2: Yeah, so the Southern Baptists are uh, up in Nashville this this week, apparently. 15,000 of them crowded into some arena. I'm not sure what arena it is, but it looked pretty crowded.
1: Probably where the Predators play. Bridgestone Arena.
2: But, yeah, you know, how many, how many uh, Southern Baptists uh, are vaccinated? Probably not that many.
0: Do you expect that to be a super spreader event?
2: It'll be interesting to see if something does come will out. Will you that. even find out? That's Probably a not. good question.
0: I doubt it. You know what? You will if people start dying. Yeah. Or if a lot of people get sick. But if it's a super spreader event there and a good chunk of that those 15,000 are either preachers or heavily involved in their church and they go back to all the rest of the unvaccinated mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, no pun intended, all hell breaks the list. Yeah. And that, that wasn't why it was on the rundown. But it does show how at least I have stopped even thinking about things like that in that respect. Super spreader event yeah. terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that either. But nope. If you thought about as far as the vaccination rate of the Southern Baptist Convention, the per- the, the person that would attend the Southern Baptist Convention versus the public it's got to be lower oh it is it definitely it's definitely got to be
2: well and also tennessee just like georgia is sucking wind compared to you know national numbers so they're going that's into just
1: it, it that's just happens to be where it's held at everybody's not just from tennessee no but going. And people are going coming from all over the country they're certainly going to interact with a lot of people in tennessee though I wonder if they would be considered lower than, than the state average in Tennessee. Are they putting the people of Tennessee in danger or the people of Tennessee putting them in danger?
2: Well, all of that. Plus, you now when they go back home, like, like Jerry was saying, you know, they're going to potentially spread their goodness there. They're going to preach the, the COVID gospel. How do you really feel, Jeff?
1: But that whole thing <laughs> would be kind of considered collateral damage to the whole convention as opposed to the actual damage that the convention is doing by, like, their votes and proclamations and the stuff that they do at their convention.
2: I think a lot of people may not know that uh, the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest Protestant denomination. But other evangelicals kind of take their cue from them as well. So, I mean, it goes even larger than that. So, yeah, what they decide here has implications not just for state politics, but also for national politics.
0: Okay. So, you're hating on the Southern Baptist Convention.
2: I definitely am, yeah.
0: So, they elected a media-described moderate as their president, beating a pretty hardcore conservative guy from Georgia who I'd never heard of, but apparently had been making the rounds on, like, right-wing media.
1: Oh, yeah. I was pulling for him just because he's hometown boy. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: But when we we talked about it, you were like, he's not really a moderate. One line in here, the guy who won's name is Ed Litton. I never heard about him, ever heard of him before. He's from Alabama. He's white, was nominated by the only black pastor to serve as president of the United States' largest Protestant denomination. Is this guy Fred Luter? Is he a former head of uh, the Southern Baptist Convention?
2: I would have to look that up. Is that is that what they're saying? He was. It a, says
0: president of the United States largest Protestant denomination. So, since them. it's not named, it must be them. Yeah, so I didn't know yeah, they had a black
2: uh, leader before. He was elected on June nineteenth back in twenty twelve.
0: So you don't have to like the Southern Baptist Convention to like that this guy won over the other guy. That actually makes me. That, hmm, it's a dangerous word. Gives me hope. Uh, I thought you were going with faith. Gives me hope. Now,
1: is this guy moderate compared to the other guy, Stone, or because this, yes. this guy wouldn't be considered a moderate on his own. When you just oppose him to, to the other guy, he appears as more moderate.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would think that would be fair to say that in comparison. But the, the Baptist.
0: He's not going to be on this show anytime soon.
2: No, no. He's literally the lesser of two evils. The Baptist Church has gone far right for quite some time, and I can't remember what year it was. Two thousand nine. Well, even before that is when they started, uh, you know, kind of doing away with, you know, where where they were okay with abortion. So I mean, there's a lot of things they've shifted on theologically, and
1: yeah, but they went
2: hard right yeah. just
1: after Obama was elected. Oh yeah,
2: right. And 2012. Interesting hmm. that that was uh, when timing. Obama was president. Yeah, there was a chart I think you sent out
1: earlier this week that showed different denominations of religion as far as the percentage of their members that would be considered right wing or conservative. Mm-hmm. It was over about a 50- or 60-year period as well, too. There was a trend upward of the Southern Baptists, but 2009, it took an exponential leap and went hard to the right. Yeah. Like half the country. But a lot of other ones did not. Well, there was one, white Catholics. They said white Catholics had had a modest raise, but it went from like twenty to forty percent I was like, I don't consider that modest when it doubles you know from from twenty to forty percent but this was over a twenty year thirty year period not necessarily right right it it jumped within like one to five years, it jumped twenty percent, or you know something like that, like it did with the Southern
2: Baptists. Right. In other words, those other those other denominations didn't make a move when Obama became president, whereas the Southern Baptists. No, they stayed on the pretty much the path
1: they were already on. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand nine did not have effect on their numbers like it did the SBC.
0: Okay. How much of this election, and I can't mm-hmm. believe we're playing. I'm playing like. Southern Baptist Convention politics pundit. <laughs> Didn't think, definitely not on the rundown. This week on Southern Baptist politics. We talked about, a few shows ago, about Beth Moore. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how much of this is kind of a Beth Moore effect?
2: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Because I'm sure I won't identify with a good chunk of the, the guy who wants politics. But... The fact that in 2021, a more moderate anything won over somebody who we would find just completely reprehensible. That's a good sign. Southern Baptists are not our audience. Baby steps is what you're saying. Well, it's baby steps. I would would rather somebody like that be in charge of an organization like that than the other guy.
2: Okay, absolutely. But let yes. me let me let me pop your balloon a little bit, or maybe uh, let out some of the was, air. It was,
0: you know, I you you guys. I get <laughs> criticized after every show about how negative I am, and I was positive for two minutes, and you're raining on me. Well, okay, I got my umbrella. Let's go. He's back on the ledge. Yeah. Okay. It was it was nice inside.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had him be the easy chair. <laughs> So the unique thing about the Southern Baptist Church, compared to other denominations, is this convention, you know, the, the, the leadership and all that, has very little control over what the local churches do. The local churches are totally independent as far as what they do. And so, yes, this president can, kind of like the Pope, can say nice things. No, no, no. That's totally different from the Catholic Church, though. There's total
1: control all the way down. But yeah, What you're saying, there's no control in the Southern Baptists. Exactly. They yeah. have no
2: Pope. Yeah. They, they have this guy, but he's got no power. Right. He's, he's like Queen Elizabeth. Right. He's, he's just a figurehead. Whereas like the Methodist Church, the leadership of the Methodist Church controls even the pastors. So they move them around at their discretion. So what I'm saying is the, the laity, and I, I forget that most of the, I think most of the people that go to these conventions are the laity. They're not. You know, pastors, of course, go, but that's not the largest people that are that are voting. All I'm trying to point out is, is they can make a lot of pretty statements and all that, but how it gets lived out in the local congregations is a whole different thing.
0: Okay, Debbie Downer. That's my <laughs> role, normally. Well. But the fact that somebody like that lost is good, it, particularly in an organization like that. When's the last time that any major organization on that side of the ball did anything towards the moderate side? Yeah. Like none of them.
1: Not in the last five years. At least,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and
1: not since they felt emboldened. Do they not feel as emboldened anymore? I, I know. I, I, you know what? I mean, even Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that the Holocaust is bad. I mean, times are changing.
0: But they're not. I mean, in that respect, they're not. She was basically forced to do that.
1: Yeah, but she wasn't forced a year ago to do it. A year ago or two years ago, she never would have been forced to do okay. any of this. You, but you know, now you know, she is. Is that another baby
0: step? You know why she was forced? I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna really disappoint you both. No,
1: you're gonna bust my bubble
0: now. Money. You can't be ranting like that and asking Jewish people for big checks you can't do it yeah you could say you love Israel until the cows come home but if you have somebody that's Holocaust denying that's got to be the a line that can't be crossed
1: it's more than that with her it's I mean this is Jewish space lasers lady it's causing the the forest fires so
0: right and, and by the way if you're jewish and you lean or are republican and you have somebody prominent that everybody knows their name talking about jewish space lasers you're gonna think before signing a 25 million dollar check you know like sheldon adelson did for a long time Mm -hmm. i don't think that is as good a sign or a positive sign as the the sign that it is from there is it's kind of politics as usual so somebody who went there to be an outsider and gonna shake things up and not gonna be a regular congress person gets strong armed by the minority leader and forced to basically humiliate herself and apologize for money. She just got sucked into the D.C. void. But does that give like cinema and
1: uh, mansion hope for their bipartisanship that that, that they're holding out for? Does it, does it give them false hope for that you think
0: no I don't think so you've gone from a big positive mm-hmm. where I walked off the ledge and got comfy in the living room to like hit all the other like trigger points back to the ledge just pushed you right back out the window so I'm gonna go back to it's a good thing that there is an any type of moderate at the head of the Southern Baptist convention I think that's a that's a good thing I can go mm-hmm. back to not liking them after the show. But I think it's a good sign.
2: It's it's certainly better than had uh, Mike Stone been put in there for sure. But I'm not going to put a whole lot of hope that that's going to change people in the in the pews. I mean, because the other thing is, so uh, apparently this, this Linton guy um, has a, a history of racial reconciliation. But the membership of the SBC church, only 6% black, 85% white. So... You know, I'm not quite sure what kind of racial reconciliation reconcilia- he did for their own church when, you know, that that didn't really uh, save yeah, a lot of. Yeah, I
1: wonder if that six percent is on an upward or downward trend.
2: No, and I think it's on a downward because I think there's been a few churches of recent that have left. You know, that were black Southern Baptists that 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 left the few that there were.
0: Okay, you got a hundred bucks to spend. The conservative wing that just lost, where do you put your money? That they stay within the Southern Baptist Convention and organize like crazy and try to take it over next year? Or do they say, screw this, we are starting the true Bible convention and breaking off from the SBC?
2: My understanding is there already is kind of a faction like that going on. So yeah, there may be something like that, you know, that this may drive further.
0: Yeah, but it's it was fifty two forty eight. Yeah. So if you're if you're on the forty eight side Oh
2: yeah, yeah that's you a whole have, lot of people.
0: You, right, but do you have enough I mean, I have no idea what it would take to start another Baptist convention. Oh I don't know what the, I don't know what they do to begin with. I know they just make a lot of public statements that I've always hated.
1: Think about how pissed most of those people are or were when Trump lost, and how pissed they are now that their stone guy lost. Uh, yeah, it could see a schism. What would it take
0: to start a new one, though?
2: Like, what do they do? I well, I mean, you know, the Methodist Church is kind of running up against that same kind of split. The uh, the Presbyterian Church is, is splitting like that, so it's possible. Yeah, but yeah, they, like yeah, they, you said, with
1: the Methodist Church, they've got more of a well, they have more control. hierarchy in place, right, right. so to speak. Now, does the Methodist Church hierarchy? Do they own the buildings?
2: I'm so, like, not- if,
1: if, you're, if you're a congregation, you vote to leave the Methodist church, they go, fine, we'll just put another church in your building. Have a fun time finding a new place to meet, you know, but you're not meeting here anymore because this is ours. It's not yours.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how that works in the in the Methodist Church. I know the Presbyterian local congregation owned the building, but the mm-hmm. denomination owned the property. That you know, so they would buy the property. So oh, you geez. know, that it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like what take your building and what, GTFO. What,
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck with that.
2: Yeah. The other interesting thing, as far as this split thing is, is you guys have heard of Rick Warren, right? Big mm-hmm. preacher in Southern California. That Saddleback? Saddleback, yeah. He's kind of riled up the uh, Baptist Convention with he want, I, I don't know if he's done it already, but he was going to have some women be pastors, not lead pastors, but Oh, and, well, good.
1: I mean, you, you didn't have to say that. I right, mean, but know, I mean, you know, so there's
2: given. all kinds of the conservative end being up in arms about, you know, that, and it's like maybe they should kick him out. So, yeah, they they got a whole lot of Stuff they got to deal with here, but I'll give you that, Jerry. I mean, you know, it's definitely better than than going with a um, I don't know what I'd I want to call Mike Stone, but definitely a, a all-in trumper.
0: Not a friend of the pod.
1: No, definitely not a friend of the pod. But now that the Southern Baptist Convention has has gone ding mainline because they went with a moderate <laughs> moderate guy overhead. They obviously voted to instill critical race theory into their core curriculum down at the old Baptist church. Did that happen at the convention? I don't, I don't. Both of y'all look like you're sucking on lemons. You're making a (laughs) face.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they voted on that yet. I think they're going to water it down.
1: Kind of like they did the whole inquiry into the sexual abuse issues that they're having at the church as well, too. How Catholic of them. They weren't dumb enough to write it down like the Catholics did. They don't have the hierarchy in place where they just move the people around. But unfortunately, they don't know who was moved for why. Yeah, see that's partly that's part of the problem is when it's you a bigger don't, problem. Right. You know? Since
2: you don't control the local churches. Yeah. You know, what that's up to the congregation to make that decision.
1: What's worse, when the church doesn't know where the wolves are, or when the church just gives them the sheep's clothing to move on somewhere else. So
0: without that record keeping though, there probably wouldn't have been an accounting for it. In that way it's the only only reason that it was good is if that's the reason that basically Got the truth out. They had a couple choices.
1: They could have swept the whole thing under the rug and, and done nothing.
0: They could have self
1: investigated, or their third choice that they gave themselves was they could hire a third party company to have an investigation that they would answer to them. They would be paid by them and they would answer to them. And and they went with the, the whole sweeping under the rug thing. It's they're not going to do anything about it. I don't see them being woke on on critical race theory.
0: But there's no, there's nothing to be woke on because critical race theory in 99% of society does not exist. Yeah, this is an issue that was created. It's a created, political. Yep. That created just to fire people up, and yep. unfortunately, it has worked beyond their wildest dreams. So,
1: are we playing into it because we're talking about it? No,
2: I don't think they're listening in. <laughs> What should sane people
0: who aren't talking about it? I'm not sure what to do, pointing out it's a non-issue
1: like you just were, but honestly, that horse has been beaten to death by the people that are listening. The fact that critical race theory is not taught in schools, it's not even debated in most colleges, but is not anything new to anybody that's up on the
0: topic, but it's tapped into to some really base racial fears
2: absolutely, and that was the intention
0: yeah oh, no doubt it's like everything
1: else. They throw us enough stuff out there and they see what gets attacked it's It's like feeding fish, bathroom bills it, it was before whatever it was before you know it's always been something that they were able to rile up their base over and and this is the latest one that the the liberals want to blame everything
0: on you and, and want to tell your kids that you're the problem. They're weaponizing school board elections though to do it. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of dangerous beyond belief. Because school board was local, usually non controversial. Everybody had a had an interest in good schools. You know, there would be disagreements on stuff. But this is a whole nother level.
2: Yeah, I don't think that school boards I maybe they there was a day that they weren't political. But I never understood why, if you're running for a school board, that you should have a D or an R after your name. Like, what difference should that make if you truly are wanting what's best for the student?
0: Ah, uh, it's for the
1: voter. Well, That's same thing. President shouldn't have a D or an R next to his name if the American people are what he should be I agree with concentrating that on.
2: Yeah.
0: It's really divisive. Is it divisive or divisive? It's one of those, I go with divisive. Maybe right? That's both. where I hear it. Yeah. But banning something really that doesn't exist is frothing at the mouth policy. And they don't end well.
2: Because what this is setting up, and I think we've talked about this before, is anything, because they don't even define what critical race theory is in these board meetings, when these parents go to talk or anything like that, what it means is anytime you bring up some kind of a conversation about race in school, that's gonna be critical race theory. You can't talk about that yeah. that's been banned. They can just
1: use it as an umbrella to put everything under and yeah.
2: file it under that as, well, right. that's off topic. You know, can't talk about that. So like Black History Month, will that be seen as critical race theory in the schools when they start having those conversations?
0: We'll find out February. I listened to a podcast with a historian that said the history and politics don't intermingle. <laughs> There's no connection between history and politics. And the politicization, I can't still can't say it, of history and culture and thought, those aren't the signs of a healthy democracy. Oh, you know what, though? At least kids in Florida will have a moment of silence <laughs> for silent contemplation. Mm. every day and it's such a inherently good thing that they had to pass a law to force schools to do it but it's not yeah. a prayer not a prayer and how long is the moment
2: what a couple of minutes is that what it was or
0: i think a moment is a minute okay you don't, you don't have a minute you, you can't just take a minute, Don?
1: No, it's, it's just like the scheduled impromptu moment of silence that they were trying to do here in Georgia. It had to happen immediately before, it is either before or after the Pledge of Allegiance and, and the calling of, of, of the role in homeroom.
0: It is mandated. I don't think it's something that one of your hippie liberal teachers could like do right before lunch to get out of doing it. Like the putting the Ten Commandments up.
1: Oh, so it's a minute of silence. So everybody just has to sit and be silent for a minute. And you can use that minute to do whatever it is that you want to do in that moment. Correct. If you want to pray, you can pray. If you want to whatever, crack your knuckles, you crack your knuckles. Oh, that's not What's silent. You? That's true. You yeah. got a point. I mean, man's got a point. Man's got a point.
0: What happens if somebody gets carried away with the spirit? What do you mean? The si- Start putting their hands up it, in the air. It's not, and, right. Not silent. Yep.
1: Let me ask you this. What if my religion does not believe in silent prayer? We believe in calling out to our God, or we believe in sacrificing a chicken.
0: I'm sorry. None of that is Christian, so who cares what your religion is? But the point
1: I'm making, is, and it's not just Christian, but but since you brought it up, Christians can pray silently. Jews can pray silently. Muslims can pray silently. A lot of religions can pray silently. That's not just strictly for Christians. But my religion, we, we chant to our God, and, and we kill chickens. We, we, we sacrifice chickens. That's just what we do. So... Is it fair that this religion gets to practice the way that it wants to practice, but, but the way the rules are set up, I don't get to practice my religion the way I practice it. Also, there's some candles involved. I'm just saying.
2: Well, but I mean, that'd be an interesting point, though, is like, could a yeah. Muslim child bring out a prayer rug and say, I need to, you know, face Mecca for this one minute? You know. One child, after the moment of silence, every day goes,
1: mm, hail Satan. And, and let's learn something.
2: No, that's, Yeah.
1: You you guys are but the moment but, of silence is over. You can talk now, and I and I get to say what I want to right, after. The, but
0: you know. but whose whose problem is that? The schools. That'd no. be the
2: teachers' problem because teachers, she's totally. the one that's got to... yeah yeah
0: totally. You you think? Do you think Ron DeSantis cares?
2: No, no. Do, right, of course do you think not. He's Ron just,
0: DeSantis cares about any of that.
2: No, Here's he's the running float. for
0: president in twenty twenty four, so he's. Jeff, it's important to be able to provide each student. The ability every day to reflect and be able to pray as they see fit. The idea that you can just push God out of every institution and be successful. I'm sorry. Our founding fathers did not believe that.
1: But you're not letting the children pray the way that they see fit. You're allowing the children to to pray the way that you see fit, which is silently.
2: But how long does it take for a teacher to pass out a test? Because that's the time that a lot of kids would be praying. Well, that's a pop quiz. But, I mean, you know, so that's the time a lot of kids do pray, you know, help me do good on this test, God. So, you know, there's their silent prayer. So anytime they hand out a test, they can do their prayer. Let me ask you, do you think this law will stand up? Because
1: of the way that they talk about it, about it for prayer, and they say the kid needs a
2: moment, and we're just setting aside a moment. But it's for prayer. It's for religion. No, it's that meditation, silent meditation. So when you slip that word in there. You're not picking one religion over the other. So they were very, you know, it seemed like he was very careful how they worded it. So I think if they took it to the Supreme Court, I don't think they would lose.
0: Do you really think they care? No. This is just mining votes for DeSantis. It passed 94 to 24 in the House and 32 to 6 in the Florida Senate. Those are bad numbers if you're an atheist.
2: Yeah. But my and curiosity I, would say is so if they put that to a public vote in Florida, what would be the percent of yays and nays if if they did that yeah you know, because of gerrymandering I'm sure they're not it's not they're not representing that 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 most that, people
0: that's well doesn't I mean look DeSantis won mm-hmm
2: yeah
0: allegedly he's more popular than ever oh yeah he gets away with this stuff because there's no organized opposition to him he is unfortunately popular as hell and he's doing all the things that politicians across the country like him want to be able to do
2: and they will mm-hmm. that you know there's always no, no copycat doubt. stuff like in the abortion thing there was all kinds of copycats on that there's going to be all kinds of copycats on this but it's not a copycat it's designed that's the. that's how it's designed it's very organized yeah absolutely yep yeah, yeah. Just like the critical race theory thing is a very organized, intentional policy by the uh, the GOP. Yeah, it's then not a it's not issue. a ground. Uh, what do they call it? A grassroots kind of movement. It's it's definitely being organized. Mm-mm. As as this is. You know, Catherine yeah. Stewart talked about that in her book. But mm-hmm. that's
0: why it can't be argued on the merits. That's why you can't engage on the merits of whether or not critical race theory. Is good or bad. Nobody really knows what it is. It's not something that gets discussed with the general public. So there's no reason to be arguing about it with anybody on the merits of critical race theory because both sides of that conversation would have no idea what they are talking about. Like neither of us. It's just there. To cause disruption, and that's what it's doing.
2: In, in a nutshell, critical race theory is is looking into systemic, you know, industrial or, or you know, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Well, anyway, systemic racism. Nobody on the other side of the aisle thinks that's the issue. Just like the Baptist Church, yeah, or the Southern do. Baptist.
0: Yeah, they do. What? They absolutely. They think about it all the time, which is why we're talking about critical race theory. That's exactly why they are co- more concerned about it than anyone else.
2: Because mm-hmm. wait, I'm clarify what you're talking about there. What I was saying is they don't they don't think it, they don't want people to know that it's systemic racism. They just like the Southern Baptists. It's it's all individual sin. If if, you know, each person individually came to Jesus, that would solve the problem. There is no systemic institutional racism in their minds. We're not going to win against that. Well, this is one
0: of the ways, though, that they're fighting that, though, Jeff. If they talk about critical race theory, they're not talking about real world events. Mm -hmm. They're not reckoning with anything. That conversation is not going to happen because we are talking and they are talking about critical race theory. And that's absolutely a way to cut off any more conversation like that. They want this fight. It keeps both camps entrenched. Absolutely. What's the other camp? The right and the left. Right, but which part of the left wants to talk about this, like, really, though?
2: Oh, well, I think we've always wanted to to resolve racism. Mm. Yeah. I... Well...
0: I I would... uh,
2: Okay, maybe maybe not... I would
0: beg to differ. Okay, yeah.
1: We ought to have a historian on. <laughs> <laughs> history would
2: history would not agree with you. <laughs> There's been fits and starts of that, yes. Right.
1: It's the same thing. It's just this this is what this is the topic that
0: everybody gl- glammed onto. Not everybody. One side. Yeah. One side talks about it incessantly and draws a certain segment of our side in to fight it.
2: To yeah. defend, right.
0: Yep. And 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 the t- the temperature just r- rises and rises and mm. rises. And then there's people who really don't know anything about it get involved like three podcasters.
2: Yeah, but the other side of that then I would ask you is how do you respond then when you know, they put this stuff out there and, and you have people going to the school boards? Are we just uh, supposed to sit back and just let them yammer on?
0: No. Absolutely not. Okay. But can you have an argument with somebody that doesn't want to argue with you on it? Just dismisses the argument as not worth having.
2: Well, and here here's a good example of that on the, you know, the Cobb County school board. The majority are Republican and interestingly old white guys. No. Oh, really? Shocker. Yeah, I know. So you could have a speaker give an opposing view to set them straight on what critical race theory is, but we don't have the votes on our side to resolve anything anyway. You you might educate a few parents that are in the audience or listening to the uh, recorded thing, but you're not going to change the board's view on it.
0: I'm going to take issue with one thing you said. Mm -hmm. If you attempt to set anybody straight on critical race theory you have lost yeah well i no you, you, no, no, no. no no you have you have lost if you try to engage anybody on no, the not... merits of that yes you you said change their mind or set no it was set them straight about critical race theory you are arguing on their field in their arena and you have lost
2: no, no, I understand that the parents that are listening to Fox News and listening to their Baptist preachers, no, you're not going to change any of their minds. You may change a few parents that don't know what the hell uh, anybody's talking about, and you're not going to change the board's mind. That's what I'm saying is, is, I don't know how do you respond other than you should, somebody should speak up and say, that's not what this is. This is what it is. It's
0: not a thing. And I guess I'll test a- an argument. It's not a thing. You talk about critical race theory like it's a thing. It's not a thing. It's not taught in any schools. Nobody talks about it but you. Critical race theory doesn't exist. Well, can't, ha- can't Seriously, in average-ass public life where 99% of us live, it's not taught in schools. Right. It's not on any curriculum. Nobody talks about this but you. They want everybody to talk about it. And they got everybody to talk about it because we're engaging with them, fighting them, and they love the fight. They love the fight. How many, you know what, Jeff, you probably have been more successful of convincing somebody that abortion is a necessary evil. You've probably convinced a lot of people.
2: I uh, Probably and not. <laughs> yes, I'm being
0: totally sarcastic. This is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing.
2: I know what you're saying, and I, I agree. You're not going to change people's minds that are on the right. All I'm saying is we should say that critical race theory is not a curriculum. If I was the parent speaking, I would get that out there. I'd say, but what is a reality is institutional racism. That's what we should be having a conversation about. Should that be happening in schools? Maybe that's not the appropriate place. Lost. but Boo.
0: I don't, but this. I know you lost. Fake Why could you not just end it at the critical race theory part?
2: What, just to say it's not a real thing?
0: As soon as you mentioned institutional racism, half
1: the room rolled their eyes and started half booing of and hissing. Half the people
0: that agreed with you, you lost.
2: Why because would you I tried lose?
0: To ta- you tried to get everything all at one in one big bite, and you got mess all over your shirt. <laughs> Uh, It's like you tried to chug a 12% beer.
2: You can't be done. It can be done. The consequences are probably pretty, pretty bad.
0: I don't know if we're equipped as a society to have a discussion about institutional racism. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a worthy goal. I don't know how honestly how we have that conversation and it
2: ever ends. To kind of underscore your point, this is where I'm agreeing with you. Oh, I'm listening. Because this is all unreal, okay? Same thing as the big lie is unreal. And then they believe that Trump is going to be president. Um, you know, all of the QAnon stuff is unreal. You cannot argue against people that are not dealing in reality. So I don't know how you would ever shift the mind of people that refuse to listen to any kind of reality. And that's the problem that we're in in this country, I think.
0: But the thing is, they're making that a reality, though. They're making critical race theory an issue by going out of their way to ban critical race theory. And if they really do take hold of school boards, the amount of local upset is honestly kind of dangerous. Because once you have neighbor against neighbor, there's no lower level on the societal pole that you can have general unrest. You don't want that.
2: That's not good for a democracy. No. And the Cobb School Board, and I'm sure other school boards, went through the same thing on masks. Prior to this, any other kind of public comment kind of thing was on masking. And always quoting that masks don't work. There's no scientific evidence that supports masking. I'm not
0: sure about that, but I got a magnetic key holder right above my left eye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing, is I don't really know how... You know, we are as a society going to fight this total fantasy land.
0: I'm not, you know what I'm not sure either. But I do obviously feel strongly about not trying to argue with them about their obvious kind of straw man. And that's what critical race theory is. Okay,
2: so if you are a parent talking at one of these school board meetings and so now it's your turn, somebody just said that critical race theory is a Marxist movement, that all, all the stuff that they yammer on about. You're up next. What are you going to say? <sighs>
0: okay. Thank you. Thank you, honorable school board members, Cobb County. How many minutes do I have? Oh, two?
2: Two. Cool. Thank you. And there's a clock. Clock's running.
0: <clears throat> there's been a lot of passionate conversation tonight about critical race theory associated with varying political movements like Marxist and socialist I ask you, is there any critical race theory curriculum taught in Cobb County schools right now? Oh, no. Mm. At any level? Elementary? No. Middle the problem school? is, no. problem is. Nah, you're, you you're fucking cut me off. I got two minutes. <laughs> you want to know what I'm going to say? This Give is what I'm going to say. Not in high school. So why are we discussing it now? It has nothing to do with making our schools better, making our neighborhoods better, which makes our housing prices better. People want to come to this district because they want their kids to go to this school. Everybody in this room's housing value is based on the public schools in your area. And the more we talk about critical race theory, we're not talking about educating our kids, we're not talking about having better schools, we're talking about somebody's political fantasy. Let's stop talking about that and start talking about the things that are really important or we will vote your ass out.
2: Whoa, Mike drop.
0: That's what I would say. You should start attending school board meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and run for... And it doesn't have to just be Cobb County. Venture out. Go to
0: Cherokee. You know, Go to Fulton. I'm a there. Democrat. I know how to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but...
2: So I, I think that would
1: have been a good thing to say. I think you would have been interrupted by an old white guy at some point. A may must have missed a Hold on, just one second. It's like some
0: drunken foghorn leghorn on the Cobb <laughs> County school board. Oh,
1: I see a seersucker suit. I boy. <laughs> so he's sipping lemonade. He's
0: got a fan. He's got the honorable before his... Life. Colonel Sanders tie. That's the South in 2021. Yeah, he, he'd totally. say... <laughs> I, I beg to differ with you, Mr. Domink. I think what's happening here... You damn Yankee. Carpetbagger.
1: I think you'd have been cut off about halfway through, and, and they would have explained boo, how.
0: Boo. Bring on... Oh, bring on the booze. I feed off them.
2: But, I mean, you wouldn't be able to ask the school board, are you teaching this in school? There is no dialogue between the school board and you when you're giving your statement.
0: Man, I came up with that on the spot and you're editing my verb tenses damn
2: we're just trying to improve upon it so when you do this this level of interest in the school board
0: though doesn't seem healthy people want to be on it for reasons other than or maybe not other than but in addition to having good schools but being able to put your ideological stamp on it i mean come on But you're talking about
1: the Cobb County School Board, too. I mean, this is, it wasn't
0: that long ago that... Every high school was
1: nicknamed the Rebels? No, that every science book had a sticker in it in the high school saying that evolution was a theory.
2: Only a theory.
1: I mean, what was it, in the last 20 years or so? Yeah, when we first moved here, right. There there was that old episode of bullshit with uh, Penn and Teller that they did on, and it was Cobb County Schools had that sticker in their biology books for high school students, that evolution was only a theory.
2: Yes, they could put a sticker in history books to say that critical race theory is only a theory. It says it right there in the title, it's only a theory.
0: Why? Put a sticker about anything that's not being taught. I want a sticker that says that you don't necessarily have to believe in the flying spaghetti monster.
1: You know, I thought of an analogy and 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 to me it's like The whole thing is like a blue football team and a red football team. And you can obviously see the parallels. Subtle. You just turn on the game and you automatically know which team you're going for, who you're rooting for. And the ball is masks. Right. And you fall asleep drinking beer, watching the game. And you wake up in the fourth quarter and the ball is critical race theory. It's the same fucking game. Just the ball changes. And we're just fighting over the
0: same ball. You know, are we fighting over it? Are we those are two issues? Are we talking those, about are two, this? those are two issues that we didn't necessarily bring, or do we expect our cause to be so right and just there shouldn't be an argument on it like during a pandemic where people should wear masks.
1: Yeah. I would grant you that. This is just the latest in the culture war that has ever ongoing, and it's gonna be something else two
0: months from now. Then why pass seriously now? Why pass a moment of silence, Bill, other than to stick it to the other side?
1: Because Ron DeSantis wants to be president in 2024, and this keeps him on the national scene. Same thing. Why do you have a Fox News only press conference a couple weeks ago? What was it he, he did that oh, um, yeah, yeah. just a couple weeks ago? He, he literally had a Fox News only press conference. It was COVID. I think it was COVID and masks. Something. Yeah, yeah. They're fully open in Florida, right. Fox exclusive. He knows his base, he knows who he's playing to, and he knows what he wants. And, and this is just another feather in his cap
2: along that path. And it's interesting that Fox News and all these people are the ones that, that talk about culture wars. It's them, those are the ones that are creating yeah, all these culture those wars. guys!
0: We never do the culture war stuff, they only do! Them bitches! We're always on the defense. That's what it seems like to me. You know what? I bet in an alternate universe, three people of the opposite political persuasion would make the same argument because that's all we talk about is racism. Racism, racism, racism.
1: I thought you were going to go another angle with that. I thought you were going to say that three people on the other side would tell you that a good offense is the best defense.
0: Yeah. Keep coming. Just keep at them. For sure. And... If I, Ron DeSantis, can pass this bill, then I'm going to pass the next bill. And in the bill after that, and I'm in slowly but surely, I'm going to get everything I want.
1: And what's to stop the other states like Domino's to start, you know, Louisiana, nope, nope, the, no the usual suspects Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Kentucky?
0: Us. You know, actually, we've been a little bit of a beacon of blue here lately. We exported voter suppression. Yeah. Yeah. We did that first. We started
1: the fire. We
0: refined it.
1: We, you know, we we distilled it down to its essence. And, you know, we refined it and then held a class and and taught the recipe. No bueno. Yeah. No bueno. But like you said, Ron DeSantis doesn't care about this moment of silence. Ron DeSantis cares about the moment of him being in the news cycle for the
0: next 24 to 48 hours. Riling him up. Always riling him up. But...
2: own the libs.
0: You know, Jeff, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. Honestly, I don't. I think the other way is awful because you are, and we've used this analogy several times, That's why you don't wrestle with a pig. You both get covered in shit and the pig loves it.
2: Kind of my point is, is I think we have to have somebody come and speak and say something because at this last school board meeting, if you watch the video, there was no opposing view. I don't know if you know the um you know the other side was caught off guard. They had no idea that this was gonna be talked about.
0: Why does there always have to be an an other side? It's the fucking school board. Why can't it just be that there's some crazy people talking stupid shit
1: at the school board meeting? I know. Why does there need to be an opposition yeah. other than that's kind of fucking nuts? Yeah. What brought it, that on? This seems coordinated. <laughs>
2: You know, yeah, I think it is. (laughs) I think it is.
0: So I know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I you know, I said this on our podcast, The Godless Heathens. (laughs) I'm gonna say it here. Just play the audio. Oh, by the way, should wrap the shirt.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Should definitely show up in the t shirt. Uh, No, no,
0: no. better. You're gonna be on Fox railing on critical race theory with a godless heathen shirt on. Oh. Tucker Carlson, here we come. Oh, you're making their point. I knew all these liberals were atheists, and here's an example right here. You're a right wrestling here. heel.
1: You walk up there with a jacket on. and You take it off when they can't cut away from you. And you expose <laughs> Slowly. that Godless Heathens wow. logo Slowly. underneath.
0: <laughs> a little and then, kind of, and then kind of take your shirt and kind of just grab it and straighten yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Roll yeah. your shoulders back. <laughs> so if you don't know, you better ask somebody. By the way, and then And then take your hands. Like, uh, price is right model across your chest. Like, there you go. There it is. This is who I am, baby. (laughs) Here it comes. Freedom and weep, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tread on me.
2: Freedom and weep. There you go. (sighs) Oh, okay.
1: Change gears quickly because it seems like. We, as Americans, seem to be going more and more right, and the Australians seem to be going more and more moderate, more and more center, and more and more logical. Did either of you see the latest poll that came out?
2: I have not, sir.
1: Nope. This was an Australian poll. They did it in 2016. They did it again in 2019, and they just did it again recently. Basically, in Australia, unlike America has gone far right, and more religious. Australia's gone less religious. A national survey found that 41% of Australians don't trust religious leaders, air quotes, at all. Wow. That's all age groups across the board, 41%. It was up 6% from 2019, just two years ago, up 6%. But in the 18 to 24 age range, it's 47%, almost 50%. But that's a 15% jump in just two years. So considerable in that age range. Still decent overall. And the article I was I was reading about it, it mentioned one thing in particular as a cause for this. And it was, and it makes sense. But th- there was another one that came to mind. The, the one that I thought of that was not in the article was a, and we talked about this on there, the whole Cardinal Pell case that they had there in Australia. Australia hmm. had their own kind of spotlight with, uh, with Cardinal Pell and, and his trial. And I think that had a lot to do do with this a, as well, but also COVID, the, the whole COVID outbreak. Their preachers, just like the preachers here, were banging the drum of must meet in-person, must have in-person church, and they were seeing what it was doing just like we were. And that has turned a lot of Australians off of organized religion in, in the last two years. Those two things.
0: Are we going to talk about COVID on every episode? No, not just every episode, but like during World War II, probably could only talk about World War II. Yeah. And then after World War II for a few years, probably all you could talk about. How long are we going to be talking about COVID in connection with freaking everything?
1: Have we had VJ Day yet?
0: No, because it's not. Unfortunately, it's not. It's not that definitive. So we're not even at
1: the end. You know, the war's over, and we're still talking about it. Phase.
0: No, we're actually raging about yeah. if it's a war, and if you think it's a war, then you are a freedom-hating sheep. What is it about the
1: Australian people that they can see through religious leader bullshit better than we can, and, and aren't as willing to double down? On
0: wrong over and over and over again. Jeff scratching his chin. That's the <laughs> I'm thinking pose.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to know a little bit more about their demographics. Um, church-wise there, too. Like, like how much influence does the evangelical church have there versus the Catholic church? I'm not sure what, or uh, Anglicanism.
0: The greatest female tennis player ever. Margaret Court. Yep, is Australian, and mm-hmm. she is hardcore. Yeah,
1: anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ.
0: Big time.
1: Big time right wing. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Yeah. So is she evangelical, or do you know? Or... Oh,
0: capital letters yeah. throughout, three exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Big I time. Know. I know Hillsong
1: we've... is Australian. That whole thing is, is from out of there. I mean, so they, they have a big evangelical presence. As a whole, the country has moved away from religion, it seems to indicate in, in this poll.
0: I wonder, though, to what end? Like, maybe they're just re- they're rejecting what they see. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean they're not still looking, still wouldn't go for the bait. You know, they don't trust religious leaders. That, is that different than, I don't trust religion? If you don't trust the guy...
1: Running the place, standing up there doing the talking—you're probably not going to attend the meeting.
0: True, true. But you know what? That's how Andy Stanley got as big as he did. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly.
2: For the unchurched, yeah, the ones that left. You know this traditional. Left the
0: organized ones.
2: Right. So is this
0: really is this an opening for more non-religion or just an opening for different types of? Religious leaders. Right, yeah, the spiritual
2: but but not religious.
1: Are you saying there's an untapped market in Australia that we should uh, look into exploiting?
0: Well, if 41% are, don't trust religious leaders, they should certainly trust us. Absolutely. I mean, come on. We could give them the, the, the whole, we were once atheist and, and then we found the light. Or we could just say, hey, we've been godless for a while. You should listen to us. I mean, we have a podcast. I mean, come on. Hey, we're three older white dudes. I mean, you should really... We are... Listen to us. By the way... Tap into the fountain. No different than any other leader you probably ever had. So so there's there's a comfort factor here. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost 100 episodes,
2: so... We're not no spring chicken. We maybe, have authority.
0: Maybe old, but still got some legs, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Did we answer that for you, Don? Yeah,
0: I
1: thought it was interesting, and it seems to be a kind of an underlying theme over the course of the last four years, uh, it keeps cropping up from time to time, is that Australia seems to do things better than we do
0: mm.
2: a, a lot of times. Mm. It kind of parallels Britain or the UK, mm-hmm. you know, where they've kind of moved.
0: They will both hate that analogy. That's an analogy that both sides will despise equally. Right.
1: British and Australian listeners around the the globe have been turning off their podcast. (laughs) It's the sound of fingers hitting stop. Hitting the 30-second forward button.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just for the record, Rupert Murdoch is Australian, so... I don't, I don't want to hear anything about, like, this great socialist utopia of Australia.
2: Right, right,
1: right. Yeah, It's no sweet, but it seems like I've, over the course of the last few years, I've seen, like, hey, let's give Australia another golf clap kind of a story come out of there. More than I've seen come out of here.
0: I gave you guys one earlier in the show. And, and we shit all you over. Both <laughs> did. You both did. <laughs> the people we hate the most... Tried to run for an organization we don't like, and they lost. <laughs> nah, still not buying that, it. <laughs> that's a golf clap. I'll give it a golf clap.
2: Yeah, We'll see what happens. The proof All will right, be in the pudding. Do you have
0: a uh, a golf clap recommendation? I do not have a recommendation this week.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Jeff, okay. what are you reading. Yeah, so this is one I think Don recommended. I, I can't remember how he heard about it. It's called The Bible Told Them So, How Southern Evangelicals Fought to to preserve white supremacy.
1: Sounds light. Jimmy pointed this out to me. He saw it while he was trolling on Twitter. Somebody that we follow retweeted the author's tweet about the book coming out. Just the subtitle
2: alone, I was like, it should just be, Jeff, read this book. Well, and thus far, I'm only in like two chapters deep, but it really underscores what I was just talking about, about the autonomy of the local laity is because during this time frame many of the pastors wanted to work towards racial conc- reconciliation uh, this is during the um civil rights movement and all that but the lady didn't want to have anything to do with it so and i think that's going to be the same thing with the southern baptist church is is the congregations are the ones that are driving the church now
1: okay oh, yeah. the hierarchy may be wanting to push this in one direction
2: but yeah but so they, far, a really inter- interesting book. So, hmm.
0: I will finish the theme and I will recommend something Don recommends. Oh, I got two recommendations in this week. <laughs> and I didn't even come with one. And by the way, as usual, not mm-hmm. planned. I'm listening to Day X. When ah, yes. What is that? Yes. The New York Times podcast. Um, it's the
1: feel-good story of the summer, oh, Jeff. You should you should definitely that, hear. it.
0: That's why I love it. <laughs>
1: what? Okay, you guys it's, are
2: being uh, sarcastic. No, it's, it's
1: it's so disheartening.
0: It's it, it is. Uh, it's brutal. It is like legit scary, scary. And Jeff, if you listen to your own podcast, I'd say what two months ago, a month ago, mm-hmm. you recommended this. Yep, two three shows. There's only there's only f- I think four episodes. Oh, on day four, X? Dro- four just dropped. Look for one.
1: Usually, at least the trend has been every Friday episode of the
0: Daily is a new episode of Day of Day. Well,
1: episode so four dropped on tonight.
0: Because oh, I they? listened to all of them. Episode four is dropped. Franco oh. A is yeah is being interviewed. Basically, this podcast is about white supremacist Nazi infiltration of the highest levels of the German military and police and police. Yeah. Ooh. And what worse place for that type to integrate into the power structure? Yep. And when I listen to it, of course I'm thinking, okay, what about here? And oh, what about, but what about here? Yeah. And can't goodness? happen. Can't happen here. Right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> that's what that's what every society's yeah. epitaph said. Right. We thought yep. it couldn't happen here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. Day um, X is
0: really, really good, but it is—it is tough to disturbing. Listen to. It is, yes. But it, you know what? It is. It is what's going on, and. But yeah, I, I can't second. I it.
1: highly second the the recommendation on that one. I have not read the book that uh, me and Jeff recommended but I have listened to the podcast that me and Jerry recommended I
0: am going to recommend your recommendation of my recommendation (laughs) I'm going to have a reconciliation of our recommendation and on that note we'll We'll see see you in two weeks two weeks
1: The devil is a bomb, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil goes, the devil is my friend. And Godzilla is my friend.
2: Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla go, Godzilla is my friend. And Sri Lanka was my friend. And Brashette was my friend. And He just popped off. Now Goldchev is my friend. And Francis Nature is my friend. Francis Nature is my friend. Wherever I go, Sinatra go. And love and Rockets are my friends Love Rockets nice. my
1: friends <laughs> Every one <laughs> And the Queen, is my, queen. No. is my friend no. And R.E.D. is my friend And You know, know what I mean? With someone in no. party no. And the devil is my friend